Ah, good evening, traveler. Welcome to the Penumbra. A Martian tomb, miles beneath the planet's surface. Captured by miasma and forced into strange and sinister experiments, things are looking grim for Peter Nureyev. Peter Nureyev, Master Thief, the man without a name, has never stayed imprisoned for long. But he has Detective Steele to consider now, the man Miasma's really after, whose mind is strained a little more with every test, with every turn of Miasma's dial. Nureyev could escape on his own if only he'd leave the detective behind. But will he? To answer that, you'll have to ask yourself, who is Peter Nureyev? What luck! It sounds like he's in. Come, traveler, come with me into room J-17. Peter Nureyev and the Angel of Brahma. Again. Again? I got nothing left in me, lady. My skull feels like it's gonna crack in two. Then I would recommend you let it crack, Juno Steele. You wouldn't want your thief to suffer because you weren't trying hard enough, would you? Take your rest, Juno. I'll be fine. Hmm. He certainly sounds fine. Stop it! Oh no. Take your rest, Juno Steele. By all means. I can listen to this all day. I'll do it again, alright? Just turn that thing off. If you insist. Well, that was exhilarating. Now, thief turnover card. Juno Steele, tell me what it says. We've been playing this game for days. Green Diamond. Very good. Next. At least, I thought it had been days. I couldn't tell how much time had passed. Not much sunlight pokes through down here, a mile beneath the red desert buried alive in an ancient Martian tomb. Red Square. Correct. Next. When Miasma grabbed us after we robbed the Utgard Express, when she duped us into handing her that ancient super weapon, I thought that'd be the end of it. Get dragged to a secret base, spend a couple hours in a dark room getting beaten around by some gorilla with a lot of questions, and then we'd be done. I didn't know whether we'd leave in a blaze of glory or a body bag, but that seemed like something we could negotiate when it came up. But this... Days of this stupid experiment. Over and over again. Days of working us too long and waking us too quick. This was a lot less fun than I'd imagined. Over and over again, one of her mass lackeys would strap me down in one room, and rave in another, and she'd have him flip cards. So many goddamn cards. Thief, draw two. Juno Steele? A red triangle and a blue star. Which star? How the hell am I supposed to know? Which star? I, I, I don't know, all right? I didn't think it was going to be an exam or whatever. You are missing the point. You may not know, but he does. Fine, I'm trying. I'm... It's Vega. It's Vega. All right, just cut it out. 
Look, if you wanted me to read his mind for the star, you should have just This isn't working. If you won't cooperate, Juno Steele, I'm afraid I'm going to have to get... unpleasant. Assistant, prepare him for stage two. Are all your assistants this talkative? I have them silenced. I prefer people that way. Let's... Nope, I can't even think of a joke for that one. That's pretty messed up, Miasma. Is it? Or is it worse that the price at which they'll sell their voices away is much lower than you'd think? Well, they can both be messed up, Miasma. Nutjobs usually travel in packs. I invented my silencing process. I pay my assistants for their voices. I have worked tirelessly to get what I want, and so I get it. Always. You're about to learn that firsthand. You've taken what's rightfully mine, Juno Steel, and nobody takes what belongs to me. Soon I will have what I want. Then you will die. Listen, I don't say this lightly, but there was something about Miasma that made me want to puke. She just didn't seem right. She looked too hard at things, but with too little interest. Sometimes I'd turn away for a second. When I looked back, I could swear something about the way she looked had changed. But I couldn't pin down what. Staring at her too long felt like getting carsick. Brace yourself, Juno Steel. This will only hurt a lot. What? Ah! It felt like the diodes the assistant had put on my head were digging holes in my skull, picking through bone and scooping out the brain inside. You should market that. You can make a killing in the alarm clock business. So, what are you up to on that computer? Screen that big, you gotta be able to play a hell of a lot of solitaire. You, go monitor the thief. You know what I'm after, Juno Steel. The Lasoniana capsule. The ancient medicine held by Saffron Pharmaceuticals. The one you swallowed. (sighs) Saffron understood the pill's general purpose, but none of the details. That's what happens when you send chemists to do the work of an anthropologist. You get details without context. You call mind-reading superdrug a detail? They took a sample of the capsule's chemical composition, and their analysis of that sample was correct. But because they didn't bother to read the inscriptions where they found it, they missed the capsule's true calling. Look here. She turned her screen, and I was enough of a moron to look. It was a big, swollen mass, red and purple, like someone just filled a potato with blood until it was ready to burst. The thing's bulgy roots were twisting into the back of an eyeball. I didn't need to ask whose eye it was. This is the Lasoniana growth Juno Steel, and it lives somewhere around here. Her finger, dry as death, touched my right eyelid. Not so funny now, are you? You have no one to blame but yourself. You swallowed the capsule, and now the very last growth has taken root in you. I cannot remove it without killing it. Sounds like it's comfy where it is. Get your own. That is precisely the plan. With this machine, I can replicate it and implant one in myself. Every time you activate the growth's abilities, my machine gathers more information on its biological composition. But 
I need much more information in order to duplicate it. And you've barely scratched the surface of what it can do. Thus far, you have only read the conscious mind, the thoughts that people show themselves. But at the growth's fullest capacity, you should be able to dive beyond the conscious mind into the subject's memories. Those are the readings I need. Assistant! Give the thief the shot. No! Well, Miasma, I can see you couldn't afford to keep a nurse on staff. This one couldn't inject the sedative into the broad side of the... There. Now, without his conscious mind in the way, it should be easier for you to see what lurks beneath. I didn't want to see what was inside Peter Nureyev's mind. If a man like him chooses to hide in the shadows, it might be better to let him stay there. You're hesitating. I'm not. I'm warming up. I'm getting limber. But why are you hesitating, I wonder? You've worked with him several times now. You even know his name. Yet you don't know the first thing about him. And why not? A good detective looks into every lead, doesn't he? <laughs> it's a shame you can't look into your own mind. I imagine you could use some tidying up in there. But enough of that. My patience grows thin. Now, Juno Steele. Or else. I had no choice. I closed my eyes and pushed. And pushed harder. My thoughts pressed up against his, and I felt something, like a, like a handle. I closed my mind around it. I opened the door. A strange room, coated in sticky red light. Two men, one older, broader, with big yellow eyes like an owl's, and the other, young. A boy, really, lean and tall. Nureyev. Twenty years ago, at least. The older man was holding something. Something heavy and glowing. Nerea was holding something, too. A knife. Here's something else I stand for, Peter. I won't draw a knife on my family. Do what you like. But I will not strike back. Don't walk away from me! I'll do it! I swear I will! Oh, Peter. Oh, my boy. The knife deep in his back, the owl-eyed man reached out and touched Nureyev's cheek. Tenderly. Lovingly. And Nureyev flinched away from that hand as if it were a hot poker. Nureyev stared at the dead man, a blood-slick knife in his hand. And in the strange red light of that strange red room, I could not tell where the knife ended and Peter Nureyev began. What are you doing? You had it. You were precisely where I want it. Again. No. No, I can't go in there again. Oh, can't you? Assistant, get a knife and bring me one of the thief's thumbs. No. No, stop it. Then do it. Now. All right. Fine. Fine. Good. 
Belay that order, assistant, but keep the knife ready. Now, Juno Steel. Again. Ugh. I had no choice. So I reached. That's it. You're nearly there. surprise. Dignitaries for Macna. It is an honor to speak with you, gentlemen. I, I wish I had been better prepared. Well, we hope we haven't inconvenienced you too much, Madame Rossignol. In times of war, it's best to keep things zipped up, hush-hush, secure as lunch in your belly. And speaking of which, shall we exchange documentation? I hope our security measures don't insult you. For obvious reasons, New Kinshasa is a high-security location here on Brahma, and No I... insult, no insult. Hand her the papers, Peter. With pleasure. Nureyev and the man I'd watched him kill were sitting side by side in shining white suits and grins. They were sitting in an upscale office high over a strange city with spinning fountains and aquamarine parks and pastel buildings as far as the eye could see. In the distance, where there should have been rolling fields or oceans or desert, there were clouds. An endless, swollen plain of clouds. Well, these all appear to be in order. Mag Ransom and Peter Ransom. <laughs> Father and son. I didn't know they made dignitaries in pairs. Oh, we're the first of our kind. First and second, respectively. We're trying to change the way we look at how the Outer Rim is run. The human race is one big family, after all. Why not act like it? Every family has its quarrels, whether you're hurling insults across a dinner table or nuclear warheads across five nebulae. And we're hoping to solve these galactic quarrels as a family would. Through discipline. My, this is uh, very touching. It, it is. is. Well... Forgive my surprise, gentlemen. The, the, the Outer Rim government has uh, not supported our system here on Brahma in the past. How fortunate that the past is behind us, then. And in the present, we are very excited about this system of yours. The, what did you call it? The Guardian Angel System. So, gas for short? <laughs> is there something wrong? <laughs> Of course not, of course not. Well, I have to say, I think our research has convinced us, so if we could get right to business... Oh, I don't think I need to tell you, gentlemen, that the, the, the Guardian Angel system is the most incredible achievement in security in the Outer Rim. No, you don't. In fact, my son just said... As you know, Brahma is now very nearly on the front lines of our war. People act like the world is ending, and in times like these, well... People forget uh, how to behave. For shame. Precisely. Everything from, from, from petty crime to violent revolt. You wouldn't believe what people try to get away with here. W whatever happened to patriotism? Loyalty? After all, Brahma belongs to you. They're just living on it. Exactly. And that's just where the Guardian Angel system came from. As New Kinshasa flies over Brahma, our constables are hard at work taking reports, manning security cameras, and when, when the time comes, pow! High-impact but incredibly precise laser fire. Has a protest opened up? We can fire 100 bolts in less than a second. Instant incapacitation. 
And and why stop there? We can stun pickpocketers, looters... Litterers, uh, jaywalkers. Anybody. It's entirely up to us, gentlemen. We can create whatever planet we like, whatever people we like, because we have New Kinshasa, and we have the Guardian Angel system. So you have gas, you mean? Ow! I'm afraid I, I don't understand. Based on what you've said, Madame Rossignol, I assume the Guardian Angel system is in use even now? Because if Akna is going to buy into this technology, we're going to have to see it in use. You want to see it? I, I suppose I, I could set up an appointment for you to talk to the head of security. I'm afraid if it's going to happen, it will have to be now. We've many other planets to see. <laughs> It's entirely against code. Oh, what's the harm? You've already run our paperwork through the system. You know we're here on official business. And calls back to Akna take so long. But I suppose if it can't be done, we could just leave. No, no. Uh, Let's not be hasty, gentlemen. An official visit I I can't grant, but uh, I might be able to sneak you in for a... A quick peek at the control room. Sneaking, eh? That sounds like fun. Well, if you weren't officials from Akna, I certainly I used to do... sneak about a lot when I was younger, out of the school dormitories and into... Well, I won't get into that in front of my boy. Thank you, Father. But there's one rule I always held to. The smaller your group, the better your chances. Pete, you'll stay here. But... I... No buts. I'll bring back a full report and we'll discuss the pros and cons over dinner. Uh, now go check that the coast is clear, Madame Rossignol. I'll be out once I gather my papers. Of course, Mr. Ransom. Well, she's a treat, isn't she? So far you could say that this is a real... Stop. Gas! <laughs> But enough joking around, Pete. You remember the plan. The password changes every day. Rossignol must have it somewhere in her office. And at the first sign of trouble, I disappear. Mr. Ransom? Coming! I'd offer you luck, boy, but you don't need it. We're on our way to great things. I'm very proud of you. Yes, yes, I'm proud of me too. Now go, Meg. He went through the files on the desk first. Nothing. Scanned the computer, and there was nothing there either. Minutes had passed. Mag and Rossignol would be back any second. Remember what Mag told you. Clear your mind. Clear your mind. Put yourself in her head. She must receive the day's passwords first thing in the morning, or else she couldn't get anywhere. She comes in. She asks her secretary for some coffee. She sits down to work. No. Not to work. No coffee stains on the desk. She sits down by the window. She looks outside. She lets in the breeze. The musicians play in the square below. And it's beautiful. The people mill about, go through their daily lives. She there, he there. That's his favorite cafe. There's the grocer she goes to every day. They all listen to the music. The new 
New Kinshasa is home. It's a shame about the control room, but you've nothing to worry about, Madame Rossignol. I'm quite impressed with what we've seen. Damn it. Focus, Peter. Focus. With what you've seen? But, but you've hardly seen anything more than the hall. And what a hall it is. She sits here, sips her coffee, looks at the password and her other mail. Mail. Mr. Ransom, I would like to enter my office now. Well, if you insist. Ah, Pete, right where we left you, I see. Of course. I hope you don't mind, Madame Rossignol, but I opened your window to let in the breeze. The square down there is lovely. New Kinshasa is quite a city. And we are delighted to learn that for ourselves. But I am afraid, for now, we must be on our way. Previous engagements. Oh, oh, of course. It was a pleasure to meet you both. You as well, Madame Rossignol. So, did you find the password? I have it right here. Ha ha, that's it. Excellent, excellent. Uh, the dummy paperwork was perfection, by the way. Nobody even batted an eye. They stepped into an elevator and looked through the crystal walls down to the square below. Something about that place pulled on Nereev's heartstrings. The music, the smells, the people going about their lives. It all felt like home. Was my father really from here, Mag? Of course. And don't forget, Pete, this is just as much for him as it is for Brahma. Looking out at the candy-colored roofs, Nureyev had to wonder which one he and his father had lived in all those years ago. He tried to remember. But he was so young then. I'll never forget the day I met him. I nearly punched him out first thing. He dressed like a constable to make it down to the surface incognito. <laughs> Brave man, your dad. Great man. But you've heard all this a thousand times. No need to wallow. Could you... Tell it again, Mag? I think I need to hear it again. Of course, Pete. A friend of mine sent your dad to me. He'd been asking around for a thief, he said. Someone quick enough, sly enough, to avoid getting caught by this city's damned lasers. He'd brought only two things with him. The first was a set of plans. The plans to the Guardian Angel system. He'd risked his life to get them. He couldn't stand what this city does to the people down below. And the second thing he brought was you. He said he'd hidden you somewhere safe. Didn't tell me where, of course. I'd only just met him. But the second he stepped outside my hideout, on the way back to you, killed where he stood. A tragedy. A very great tragedy. It was years before I saw you again, and I knew who you were in an instant. You look just like him, Pete. More every day. A father who looked just like him. If you really tried, Nureyev could remember a long, lean man who was warm. Who had a voice as soft as that guitar in the square. And then all he remembered was the streets. The cold and the hunger and the lasers of the law cracking like lightning from the floating city above. The years of barely surviving. Remembering only one thing. His name. And then... Mag, and a purpose for the first time. Remember that, Pete. Remember what your father died for. There are people down there on Brahma who say we can sort all this out peacefully if we're just patient, but it's been too long already. They delayed me from carrying out this plan for years, and in the meantime, too many good people like your dad, gone. But not forgotten. 
I'll make sure they never forget his name. Or mine. By this time tomorrow, they'll know. They'll all know the name Peter Nureyev. The way that Mag looked at Nureyev made me feel a little twinge in my gut. Love and pride and... A little awe? Like he couldn't believe he'd had a hand in making this human being. Like he was sure that the galaxy would be fine so long as it had people like Peter Nureyev in it. So why? This teenage revolutionary, this kid who was willing to risk his life to make Brahma a better place, why would he kill a man who loved him that much? And how did he get from there to the man he was today? The master thief who'd broken and entered my life. I had to know. I reached further. Harder. Judo Steel, what do you think you're doing? Now I think it's time we grab a bite to eat. And then I felt... Something. My machine! Something... Not so good. This, dear traveler, is what we at the Penumbra like to refer to as an intermission. So please, take a moment, pour yourself a soothing libation, and once you've collected yourself, join us for part two of Peter Nureyev and the Angel of Brahma. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.